Eh, Ka, what is that tea they use uh, at the Kopitiam we always go? You know, the only tea I see here is Earl Grey La, English breakfast La, Ceylon tea. Ah, uh, so exotic. Then suddenly, I see Japanese matcha tea. What about us? What about me? What about tea in situ? We need our Southeast Asian representation. We need it now. Have you ever felt less represented like us? Why is Southeast Asian not in the picture, girl? You need a dose of us, the kaka power, so you can rasa your oats. Oh, yes. You should tune in to Tea in C2 at T-E-A-I-N-S-I-T-U. Sebab kita di situ je. Kan? Kan? Hi kakaks, apa kabar gang? Welcome to Tea in C2, the podcast where you get a taste of sassy Southeast Asian persuasions with your girls, the goddess Mimpi. Yes, I'm your host Kaksi and this week I am joined by two of my fabulous co-hosts, Kak V Hi, hey, ho. and Kak M. Hello, hello. Apa kabar? <laughs> <laughs> apa kabar? So, this week we are going to talk about the fashion, uh, well, not exactly the fashion industry, but just an uh, industry tea, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about industry tea and this covers fashion as well. So, let's start off with a little bit of uh, your experiences, guys. So, both of you have entered many competitions in the past. I, myself, I am I'm chicken shit. I do not want to get into the competition scene because I don't think I have the gumption, the courage and the tenacity to do so. Tell, can you tell us a little bit about your experience, Katvi, if you could? Uh, how, how was it for you? Oh, girl, I think you make the right choice. <laughs> I, I, I would be like you if I have a second choice, uh, the second chance to be a chicken. <laughs> Not to do anything. I just feel like uh, for me, uh, you know, when we join all this competition, most of the times is we spend a lot of money, we spend a lot of effort, but the way they promote us is not how uh, it is it's not about the designers anymore. It's just about the event, getting the right sponsors, getting the right money in and things like that. But at the end, all the designers do not get, uh, I mean, they don't really get much attention. Mm. Yeah, they don't recognize the participants. They don't like, recognize the, uh, all the, uh, the people have put so much effort in it. At the end, it's just, you know, just for the walk of fame of 10 minutes, that's it. Yeah, I yeah. remember during my time in fashion school in Malaysia, there was a lot of encouragement from the faculty for the students to mm. actually join these competitions. Uh, they kept saying things like, oh, you know, it's really good for your portfolio. Yeah, this is a term that you hear a lot. It's very good for your portfolio. It's very good for your experience. It's something that you should put on your CV. 
and it's actually going to get you some notoriety for your work. But I hear from my friends, including you guys, that it's actually not uh, what it seems to be. Um, so is that the same for you, Ka M? Was it uh, a, an experience similar to what Ka, uh, Ka V went through? I, I have to say it's, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, like they pull you into the competition and then the exposure that you're getting is just pretty much during the duration of the competition itself. And after it ends, there's nothing else, you know, and you could win the prize money, but that's it, you know, and, and what happened afterwards is like, you, you're kind of, it's kind of like a 15 or, or five minutes fame, you know, mm -hmm, being in that competition. Mm -hmm. And, and another biggest thing that I realized by joining competition is, um, you, you know how they say um, your work, let the work speak for itself. It's not the same in competition. Ooh, your, really? you, your work doesn't speak for itself, but you speak for yourself. Like you, you can have yeah. the best work ever amongst all the contestants. But if you don't sell yourself hard during the um, the presentation with the judges, you 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 can kind of kiss the prize goodbye, you know. Ah, yeah, so and <laughs> uh, let me share an experience with you. So once I joined this um competition, uh, well, um, let, let let's keep it a little um, less spicy for now. So basically, okay, I, I, I Damn it, I want spicy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come to it slowly. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, you know how in our own school, you know, even, even when our students are doing a graduation show and then we'll invite the judges to come in to, to do like a, what do you call it again? Presentation? Or was it? Yeah, external like judging, a, right? Yes, external, external judging. judging. Yeah. Yeah. So we will normally have a professional model, right? To 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 put on the garment so that the, the judges can see how it looks like. So this particular competition that I joined is the only one that doesn't have a professional model there. So while while I was waiting for my turn, you know, uh, to to present like all the other contestants that come to me and then they were like, oh my god, I, I love your tailoring. It's so good. Your pattern making. And I'm like, yes, I know, I know, I'm good. <laughs> so, but but here's the thing, when when it comes to um, my turn, so I put my garments on the mannequin. Okay, it, it's not even a mannequin. It's a dummy. The dummy wasn't prepared by the organizers themselves. They asked one of the finalists to bring the dummy. And the dummy is fucking M size. <laughs> and as you know, all of us, when we make our garments for competition, for shows, it's all in S size, okay? Yes. So obviously, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my very well tailored pieces don't fit onto the M size dummy. And it looks horrible. So it, it, mm -hmm, it, it looks mm -hmm. like, you know, disfigured on, on the dummy. So, so here's the interesting part. So, you know, standing in front of, uh, I think four judges, you know, uh, one of them is like the, I think, I think two of them, two of them were like, you know, the, the industry expert one, one of them is, uh, you know, the is there any designer. designer. There? Oh, okay. Designer. Okay. <laughs> uh, a designer. And then I think the other two were like some, uh, magazine editor. So I don't mind this comment coming from magazine editor because 
they might not come from a fashion background, okay? Yeah. But the following comment comes from the designer himself. So, oh. like, oh. I, I remember that time, you know, uh, jersey, like, stretchable wear is, is in trend. And then even mm. evening dress, they they use like jersey to make it, you know, like like that mm. one period, like mm. like couple, not like almost ten years ago maybe. Yeah, lots of drape <gasps> and clinging to the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that designer said to me, "Your tailoring is bad. You should use and only use jersey to make dresses. Oh. And that that includes evening wear. And I was like, wow." Wow, I, I, I didn't know how to feel. And then the rest of the judges, they just nod their head. Mm. Is this designer the one who got caught? He's a married man. <clears throat> He's a married man. And during one of the Malaysian fashion weeks, he was caught in his car with another male model and they were looking oh. for him. You guys know who I'm talking about, right? I, I, I know who you're yeah. talking about, but I don't think it's the same designer. Oh, not the same designer. Oh. Okay. Unless, unless this designer does the same thing, I don't know. Oh well, yeah. damn! That adds a if, bit of spice in it. Okay. Oh yes, if I know. Yeah. Your designer, right? If I got your designer right, this designer is basically um. I I hear he's closeted, and then but because you know to to um take care of the name of his brand. I know which one is it. He just married <laughs> a woman. Yeah, and, and she's a model okay. as well. Oh, I don't know. She's I, I don't know that. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Okay. Mm, but you know, well, sorry, please go on. So it's not this guy, it's not this uh, designer, it was a different one. Uh, I think it's a different one. Ah, I, yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's a different one, yeah. I yeah, I, I would like to add on on that as well, because last time when I had this one competition as well, it's the mm -hmm. same thing as you, uh, uh, they were asking us to put the, the design and all the, all the garments on the, on the dummy, which has no crotch. <laughs> and then I have to put a pants, pin it up just in front of the dummy, and they were saying your cutting on the pants is shit. I was like, <gasps> girl, don't tell me that my cutting is shit. You you provide me a a, a fucking model. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> your yeah, clothes are shit. Right. Your clothes should be worn on the real person, not a fucking dummy. Okay. That's why you all yes. are dummies. Yeah. yeah, and that that is uh, that's something to note, you know, future organizers of fashion shows, don't be asses and actually provide, you know, the actual things that people need to showcase their work at mm -hmm. your competition. Don't give people, you know, don't uh, give people a handicap just because you can't organize your stuff properly. And also shame yeah. on you fashion industry experts for actually saying these sort of things. You were students once, you were mm -hmm. young designers mm -hmm. yourselves. You know, having a little empathy is actually not going to kill you, right? I mean... Uh, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Where did they get their cert from? Oh, snap! Mm. Oh, they are so-called designers, but they just sit in the office. Could oh. be, you know. They sit in the office and they have all these, uh, all these assistant designers to run all the, all the production team and they just sit in the office. And, you know, sometimes they're just late to the work. 
you know, they just came in at 12 p.m. and then they left at 4, you know, and they call themselves so-called designer. Uh, yeah, we have we, a lot of these, mm, these sort of we, designers, mm. yeah. <laughs> we know about Flash this. influencers. Oh, 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 girl. Damn, girl. So we, we know a lot about this because we used to work for these designers too once upon a time. So we know the habits. We know their dirty laundry. Let's air it out. Let's, let's, let's air it out. <laughs> so you, you mentioned something very interesting earlier about, you know, doing basically like you know these people coming in at certain times and being holier than thou do you think that these designers were threatened by seeing you young designers showcasing your work during the competitions mm, definitely yeah what do you think KM? could be i i just feel like i i think you know like designing is one thing but when it comes to a business, you know, for fashion designers who run their own business, it's um, it could be a struggle, you know, like for designers who came out 10 years, 20 years ago, they, they have their own um, stable customer base. Mm, so they could be true. producing the same thing over and over to, to please this same crowd of customers. Yes. But time, time is moving. So, mm. I mean, of course, course you know the the young younger talents they will have more ideas so perhaps you know like when when you're in a business there's something there's just a limitation in a way so you you can't be as creative as the the young people like for for freelancers young designers they could literally create anything they want but Mm. not established designers so maybe perhaps in that way maybe they felt threatened maybe do you think that that would be also a reason why, you know, sometimes you see fashion houses, they do not stick with the one same creative director for a very long time. Mm. You just need to switch it up. But token? Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That, that could be the case, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because they have to keep up with the younger generation and their changes, yes. you know, the, the way they change their fashion taste is like one day, hot, you know, crop tops are in again and then next day, it's like, no, you know, the full sweaters are in. And yeah, like skinny yeah. jeans and then not skinny jeans. It's like very yeah. quick, very quick changes, I find. But though mm. even for now, so sometimes it's like, because like if you're saying like 10 years ago when we are studying, the trend that we can really see, like we see it throughout the entire, uh, the entire sort of uh, season. But now you, you can see like, there are so many trends going on and they just change uh, throughout. They say next month, something is new. They just came out and the new trends will pop up, you know, with Instagrams and all of these TikTok things, the new trends are just emerging everywhere. It's like sometimes mm. for us, it's like, what is the new trend now? Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's so hard to, you know, so hard to sort of... Uh, Grasp you know, onto something tangible yes. for the moment. Yeah, but I though, totally though, but understand yeah. that. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back soon for the next part. Is the new normal actually not that normal? Bored of the traffic jams and long queues at the restaurants and mamaks now that everyone is released from their lockdown prisons? Well, 
Have we got the thing for you while you're waiting? Pep up your week and join us for some fun conversations here at Tea in Situ. No need to pretend lah. We know you love the gauze. Jones, let's get some real tech cards. And we're back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we were talking earlier about some juicy gossip about, you know, these older designers in the Malaysian fashion industry, these draconian overlords of the fashion industry are still there. <laughs> And, um, fortunately, unfortunately, we don't know. Um, yes, we were talking about our experiences with them, right, during the competitions. And we also touched base quickly on internships. So have you guys actually done internships with them in the past, with these designers or with, with uh, different uh, design houses? I did actually. I, I did. Uh, actually, my first internship was in the... In the uh, uh, a, a magazine publishing a uh, uh, a uh, company where I I was the assistant stylist for that particular uh, uh magazine lah, mm. and then I was required to do another internship in uh, a a local uh a, a local designer house lah. So that's the thing with the internship in I'm not sure in elsewhere. I think maybe Katsi can talk more about your experience in, in UK. Uh, here in Malaysia, most of the internship companies, they, do, they don't really pay their interns well. Sometimes it's to none. They I pay see. their internship nothing at all. So I find it's really not fair for the, in, uh, the, the, people, uh, the students who are doing internship because sometimes they need to travel and commute uh, quite a distance to go to that uh, internship company and what are they going to you know are they going to uh, uh, come up with the money to pay all these things you know or if let's say they were to stay somewhere close to the internship company who is going to pay for the you know for the for their rental there yes that's right yeah. because you have a living cost as well which is something a Betul? lot of companies take for granted and the the industry just can't survive on unpaid interns. This is not right. Yes. You know? Everybody's yes. got to eat. Everybody's got to travel. Everybody's got the right to live. I mean, with my own experience, I've done internships as well. And I it was the year before they made it mandatory to pay interns. So I was actually doing yeah. free internships as well. So most of it was with smaller designers because I thought, yeah, I'm so I'm gonna be so indie. I don't want to work for Hussein Shalayan. I'm gonna work for this indie designer, you know, and do it there, you know, because I'm so hipster. But like, mm-hmm. it, it's the same story even for those of my co- uh, classmates who went and worked for people like you know Hussein or even worked for big houses like Alexander McQueen. They never got paid, mm-hmm. you know. And it, uh, it literally, the companies that I work with, luckily, they did give me travel expense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If not, you know, how am I supposed to make that journey all the way from point, you know, like zone one London, where I was staying, all the way to zone four, traveling one hour every, every morning yeah. to, to the office, and then you're not going to even pay for my lunch. That's, that's not right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
True. But the thing was, it was really funny because I was working in this company and they were all angmos, they were all guailos, okay? And I was the mm-hmm. only Asian in the office. So it was, you know, a little bit extra interesting, I would put it. The real way. goddess Mimpi. The real yeah, goddess Mimpi. <laughs> the real goddess Mimpi. Yes, I was the only goddess Mimpi, that girl. So I was the only Asian there. And I wouldn't say that um, they were... <clears throat> it's not. I'm not going to use the R word, but it really did feel like I got sick, singled out a little bit sometimes because there are times where the, the overhead train, I had to take two trains to get to my office, right? And one of the trains sometimes is very notorious for being late. Sometimes they'll be 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late. So there will be mornings where I'm five or 10 minutes late, even if I go out of my house early to catch the train. That is inevitable. So every time that happens, or when it does happen, when they have strikes or whatever, the designer would actually say like, oh, you know, uh, see, I noticed that you're five minutes late again. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that the train, you know, I woke up like half an hour extra early this morning to try and catch the train. Um, I guess I'll try and wake up an hour earlier as well. You know, like, I was just like, what the fuck, right? You don't pay me. And then you're expecting me to be here on time when it's not even my fault. I tried my best to come here on time. And Mm -hmm. the tomfoolery is there's Mm -hmm. another intern who comes in 15 minutes late, 20 minutes late, half an hour late. But because she's got charisma and because she's not Asian, she gets away with it. She comes in and the, the designer boss lady comes in and she's like, oh, hi. Bitch, you did not see her like just clock in. To the, her, no, 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 no. Her ba- <laughs> she has barely put her bag down and it's already 9.30. Okay, girl, come on. So yeah, that, that is the kind of um, indignity that I had to suffer during my internships. But other mm-hmm. than that, I did learn a lot of new skills. Um, do you think that it was worthwhile, the experience that you had doing these work placements, Katfi? It was, yeah, definitely you learn a lot uh, because it's definitely something that's different from an on-job training and then uh, compared to in education, most of the times it's just like, oh, okay, I, I will just finish my work, you know, uh, do it good, it's fine. It is, uh, I feel it's fail, you know. But in work uh, environment, you should not fail at all, you know. Sometimes yes. certain project is meant to send it to a client. So, you have no, uh, you, there's no option for you to feel that, oh, I can, you know, I can push, push this aside and things like that. So you have that kind of uh, responsibility and more, sometimes you become more professional as well. Once after an internship, and sometimes when you go to your last year, uh, when you're doing your last year project, the final year project, you, your approach is much more different than, you know, before internship. But other than that, just please pay your interns because yes, like not right. all of us are, you know, not all of us, I, I don't come from a rich family, you know, so yeah. I need money to survive. Yes, yeah. that is the reality. I, girl, I can't be eating, I can't be eating grass every day. You know? <laughs> even cigarettes cost money, you know, even if you're just on a model diet, you still have to pay for the cigarettes. <laughs> what about you, Kamo? Yeah, Kam. Yeah. so... Did you have any uh, work experiences that were that were very um, life changing or really made an impression for you? Life changing, 
Well, well uh, uh, positively I, I, or negatively. Uh, so I must say, I, I've never done internship, but the, the practice of, you know, not paying or paying very little, it's very common in Malaysia, I must say. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yes. I, I, I think generally <laughs> the industry is taking the advantage of Malaysians staying at home with their parents, you know. Mm-hmm. If, imagine everyone yes. who, who are not staying with their parents, you have to pay for your own rent, so you have to pay for everything yourself. None of those salary is going to cover anything at all. Yeah. So when I, my, my first job, I, after graduating, you know, like I, I have a degree cert, you know, but my salary was lower than <laughs> lower than two thousand ringgit, and I was mm-hmm, like, you mm-hmm. know, like you know, living by myself, and yes, it it was an okay experience because one thing is a, it was a startup, so I can understand how they don't actually have um as much to to pay high salary. Mm-hmm. I could understand that the. The only thing that I would say that, you know, working with um, bigger companies is that the experience is very different from, you know, the actual work than, than you as a student. Like one, one big thing that I learned is as a student, you could create anything you like. You, yes. know, you could be, mm. be as crazy uh, as avant-garde as you, as you wish. But the thing is, you know, when the school didn't actually prepare you to transition True. into the, the, the working mode. So the my first few jobs as a, as a fashion designer, I, I couldn't cope. You know, I quit my jobs because, you know, like I, I, I think fashion student as well, you, you're kind of like full of your own idea and, and ego. So, yes. you know, especially when you're young, you thought people hire you because of your, ooh, ooh, your, your good design sense. But mm. no, they just want someone to, to replace to replace the previous So when I was designing for those um, company, I couldn't really design for their customer base. You know, like they wanted something that is like work, work for for women who's in like 30s to 40s, I couldn't do that. Like, and I, I didn't realize that, you know, I was just designing my own stuff. But mm-hmm. um, when they look at my design, they say, oh, this is very nice, but this is you. This is not us. And then so I, I had to go through like two different designing jobs to realize that, you know, yeah. when you get into the industry, you, you are no longer yourself. You represent a company. Your design sense, you have to forget about it for a while and just focus on the job. Yeah. So, so one thing that I would say to you know whoever that's applying for the industry is, um, I, I for me, I, I kind of speak for myself as well. I, I wish I stay on the jobs longer. You know, I because I could actually learn more. The only mm-hmm. thing that I I wouldn't that I'm unable to get over was, you know, having to design the things that, uh, you know, I, I call them ugly. My bosses used to hate me because I, I keep calling their products ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's still ugly today, but, you know, but <laughs> that's the tea. You know? That's mm-hmm. the tea. Different category, but if you just stay on the job, you know, like you will get to understand the market better because, you you are not dressing models every day. You are dressing the Normal everyday people. people. Yeah, the yes. everyday people. Yeah. 
I totally yeah, agree so with that. I totally agree with that because uh, when I started my first uh, job in yeah, um, one of the local brand here as well, it's just like uh, I struggle a lot as well. It's like I'm a designer. We are supposed to design. We are not supposed to, you know, look at uh, what of uh, what have been done two seasons and just repeat it change the pocket or change the color of the fabric things like that and I was like it's, it's not it's not how we do things I think it was also because we were trained we were trained mm-hmm. to become a designers we were trained to design new things we are not trained to you know uh, 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 for those industries where they are trying to which is a good thing to sustain their business so they need to know mm-hmm. what what works well with their customers they have their loyal customers their customer base so they need to feed into them to give them uh, the the repeat orders or the repeat styles that they are selling good at referring to the sales report what do uh, what, what is the best uh, items for them their core items things like that which is fine but as a young designer sometimes we just have the ego law right we are just like oh, okay we are trained to be a designers we are not here to be like uh, you know why don't you just get an admin here you know someone who <laughs> has not no uh, a design background and just you know who knows how to operate an uh, an ai to change yep, yep. a pocket for you to put a color a Maybe new sleep. fabric color yeah. sleep yes things like that so over time you just feel like yeah it's needed like what you said uh, ka, ka, ka M. it's good that if uh, if I were to do it the second time, I would rather stay for a bit just to understand mm. more how they yep. do their, how they run their business. Of course, it's a very, it's going to be helpful if you are going to have your own brand in the future. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yeah, and and yeah. generally to understand people better. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. a business, no matter what sort of business it is, it's all about managing people. It's managing mm. expectations, True. isn't it? So it's not yeah. just about you as one person, as an individual within a company. You're actually working towards one big goal together. So that is definitely something that I've learned through my jobs as well. True, true, true. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, adding on to that is uh, learning how to manage expectations, learning how to ensure that you are working together towards a major goal and being clear about what that goal is rather than just like, okay, this is uh, what I'm allotted to do. This is my task and then I'm just going to do whatever I want. So I think that's definitely something that we all learned as we progress with our own careers as well. And that is actually a very um, interesting part that I want to move into, which is about how is it like now that you both are business owners, you both have your own, you know, besides your main jobs, besides your, your main gigs, you also have side gigs, both of you are business owners. How, has these, how have these experiences helped you with what you're doing now? For me, I think it does really help me to to uh, sort of uh, strategically plan how I were to launch certain things. It won't be something that I would just do it without any sort of a goal. <laughs> I would say definitely everything that you do, you must have a goal, especially when you spend this amount of money in this particular collection. 
at your end goal is to also earn back that let's say for that earn back your one ringgit at least that one ringgit is enough you know <laughs> <laughs> right it's the it's the it's a celebration already if we are able to earn back that one ringgit you know then it'll be a it's something that i i'm looking at it you know rather than just designing i think it does help me a lot with all this experience uh working experience to know uh to be more uh to prepare yourself more do more studies and to really understand what the market needs and sometimes we don't even know what the market needs it's yes, just like right. it's just like a trial and um uh, it's uh with that being said so sometimes i becomes more and more um more and more afraid to do things <laughs> <laughs> because yes. everything that I do it would just become uh, it could be a sort of like a failure where I spend a lot of money and I, I was hoping that I can gain back that money but no so for me it's that part lah, you know so and I become I tends to become less and less uh, 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 create I don't create that much now mm-hmm. be- it's also because of pandemic I'm slowing down now so what about you, KM? For me, it's um, basically like, you know, design something for people. Like, yeah. like yeah, I myself is not like a model figure, you know. Like mm-hmm. all those things that I've designed in the past, you know, for competitions, for shows, I would never wear them myself. True, true. So, you know, now, now as a business owner, you... I would say you're more sensitive now because you now understand that yeah. you, you are now creating things for everyone, not just, you know, mm. certain body figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I, I guess in that way, it makes you more humane, mm-hmm. more inclusive. And, mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Yes, inclusive. and making yes, sure yes, that yes. everybody gets to enjoy your wonderful designs too, not just a certain group of people, right? You want everybody yeah, to yeah. feel the joy. Oh, very Marie Kondo suddenly, you know. Feel the joy. Does this give you joy? <laughs> pak chai, pak chai, pak chai. Oh, pak chai, pak chai. Pak chai, pak chai. <laughs> On that note, we're, also, we're going to take another quick break and we will come back again soon. Hmm. Yes, Ka is here. Do you like hot scalding tea? Join us to be a part of the reunion roundtable talk where we toss our low sound all year long and fill your lilies tea with all secrets on tea in C2. What are you waiting for? Head over to all our social tea in situ to spill it all. And we're back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. talking about the uh, business owner, Ka, you're also a business owner. Oh, yeah, yes. we left you out. We shouldn't let you <laughs> out. So let's let's hear about you, Ka. What what's what about you? Yeah, I was I was just telling you guys that I'm getting a little bit. It's it's bad. Uh, I don't know whether it's bad or whether it's like uh, you know first world problems, 
um, people are starting to, I'm starting to get customers for one of my products. They've been ordering, well, it's not that many, it's just a handful. Um, but they've been ordering the same thing over and over again. Like each, each of these customers are ordering the same thing. I'm getting quite bored of it. I'm just, you know, we were talking about when you are working for a design house or when you're in a, at a, a business where you're working as the designer, you are working towards their goals and it's not working not doing what you want. So intuitively, I'm not doing the smart business thing because like I want to do what I want rather than what people actually want. So I'm just like, can we move on? Can we like, you know, can can you guys like buy other stuff? I'm gonna be making yes. other things, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also very happy that you know there are people who actually want to buy, like who want to buy some of my things. Um, yeah, God, because it's sickening. Thank no? you, <laughs> thank you. I just went for training um, not long ago. So I'm part of the kinky community here in Hong Kong. And mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. wanted to learn more about safety, you know, because I, I don't want to make something that can kill people. I don't want to make a weapon, you know, and then my mm-hmm. brand name is all over that. So if it gets like, you know, in a murder case, somebody gets strangled. I don't want them to be like, oh, this brand, you know, this is the murder <laughs> weapon, right? So I went to like a health and safety training where they talk about like, okay, if somebody is tied up and they pass out, what do you do? Do you rush to call the ambulance? And if the ambulance comes, are you going to be truthful to them, etc.? You know, how, how fast should you be when you cut the ropes? Or if let's say somebody passes out from this, what do you do? So, so it was actually very interesting. Uh, the answer is always, if somebody's passed out, yes, call the ambulance, call for a professional. If let's say Definitely. The there is a no, medical professional. Uh, depends. If they're, if they're breathing, but they've just passed out, then ask if there is a medical professional in the room, somebody who has had uh, first aid training or medical yeah. doctor. There's usually somebody yeah. there who is. Um, speak to them, get them, get their attention and always call the ambulance. Do not rush to take somebody down from a rope thing if they're being tied up shibari style. Take your time to bring them down because it is um, it is actually less safe for them if you just cut the, the ropes cut loose. Cut it off, yes. Yeah, because true. it can cause more yeah. trauma when they fall down mm. or if yeah. they're not ready. And... Mm. Uh, if you're going to do a wrestling scene, I lo- this is very interesting to me because I, I didn't know wrestling is part of the adventure as well, part of the activities. If you're wrestling, one person must always be on the ground and one person stands up. You can't have two people standing up while you're wrestling. Why? Because if you, two people are wrestling when they're standing up, there is more area for both of them to fall over each other and hurt themselves. Like you can hurt the other person by falling on them. Whereas if you're already on the floor and that person brings you down from the top, only you, you can control how far this person falls or mm. how far you fall. Mm. Yeah, begitu lah. So, and always put condoms on toys before you play with them for everybody's uh, comfort. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and who cuts the rope? Uh, the, the, the person who's tying the rope. Oh, I, I thought, because you said don't cut it first. I thought you were waiting for the paramedic to come and cut it. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, 
you you have to cut down the rope, but do it slowly. Don't suddenly slowly. oh just cut chop like that. Cut no. everything. Yeah. I have another question because because this is very interesting to me because mm-hmm. you say you know there there will always be someone in the room. I just wonder. I thought this is kind of like a very private session, and so why why is there always someone in the room? Oh, someone girl! Professional. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. You have the principal there. You have the <laughs> you have the doctors there. Do you support there? Really depends. If it's a private thing, okay. So we're talking about a setting where um you are in a group. You you go to a party mm. where there are many uh, attendees, a lot of guests there. So mm-hmm. if something happens in a group setting, there's usually somebody who's had training who is there, and you can mm. speak to them. But in the mm-hmm. event that there's only you and the other person, if you're alone, I don't know lah. I don't know how you yourself going to call nine 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 or nine one one lah. But um, if there's only you and somebody <laughs> else then always call the ambulance, always call for sure. help. It's better to mm-hmm. be embarrassed than to have somebody's life in danger. So that true, is true, the takeaway from that. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was very interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I digress. Going back to the whole business thing, I... <laughs> I started, yeah, that was a very long segue, but like. But it was so it was so interesting, uh, when yes, we were talking yes. about any uh, anyone that is professional or uh, things like that. Any doctors? Yes, yes, there is. Any lawyers? Here? Yes, <laughs> I am. You know, all, <laughs> all fields are there. Yeah, yeah. because we all need a little bit of king. Come on, yes, that's <laughs> all right. right. There, there are lawyers, there are doctors, there were mm-hmm, medical mm-hmm, professionals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes. There are lawyers, doctors, uh, accountants, um, teachers. So you can get your, your high school cert, do your accounts, oh, yes. uh, go to court, uh-huh, and um, <laughs> you know balance your checkbooks at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's, yes, girl. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually started this business because I wanted to do what I want. I, I'm making things that I want rather than, you know, I know it's it's very um, unpopular opinion because we're always working towards a market. Um, mm. But I just feel like I'm just so bored. I'm just so bored with what the market has right now. And I think that's that's what both you kakas feel as well. That's why mm-hmm. you're making your stuff as well because you want to make things mm. that make you feel fulfilled, right? Yes. You want to make yes. things that you enjoy, that you enjoy making and looking at and giving out to the world. Wow, mm. suddenly got very deep. <laughs> very deep, yeah. I think that that's very true as well. It's like both of the times, if you, if you are just pleasing uh, all the time with customers, which is yeah, it helps you to sustain your business. But at the same time, you are just not happy doing what you are doing. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes uh, because this is still something. It is part of a a lifestyle, that, uh, a brand that we are trying to carry. It is still it still needs you in it rather than just not having you inside the project or not you inside the brand, and all just focusing on the customers. Yeah. I think mm. it is has to have the balance. Uh, yeah. It's just sometimes it's very hard for us to balance, especially when you're seeing, oh, there, there are numbers there, you know, there are sales coming in. Yes, we need to do it. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, it's just we are very bored. Yeah. yeah. We totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, M, you were just now 
briefly discussing to us during the break about you know the the struggles that you were having as well trying to get more recognition for your brand and trying mm-hmm, to get mm-hmm. people to realize you know just how awesome your stuff is because it is it is actually really really awesome the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the brand identity your mission your vision you are catering to you know a group of women or a group of individuals who have a certain need do you want to tell us more a little bit about that Mm, the the need or the struggle, a bit of both, really. You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think people need to hear the tea. This this episode is about tea. So, what is the tea? Yes. Oh. Tea is um. I, I must say, you know, like to to start something during the pandemic is really not easy, mm. and also being in the current location that I'm in is uh, definitely a, a big obstacle as well. So, like, um, if if I were in a different place, you know, like not during pandemic, I could have made sales very easily. You know, I could mm-hmm, just um, mm-hmm. uh, set up in a pop-up market and, and when people see, they will buy. So I, I think the biggest struggle with being a new brand during and a new online brand during the pandemic is um, like people don't really want to buy new things. And mm-hmm. from from a brand, even no matter how good you are, you know you could get recognitions from from anywhere, but you're so new, and it's it's hard to get people to open up to your brand, no matter how good you are. So you know, you your customers are mostly friends, you know, and mm-hmm. um and and also being the pandemic, there's really not much choices for you to just you know go out and and set it up for people to touch and and feel your clothes. Mm. True. 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 Yeah, so so that's the biggest uh, struggle so far, yeah. I think that's also what I prefer. Like, if I were to buy things that are, especially for apparel mm-hmm. or fashion, I would really want to touch it, wear it. And try it on. Try it on, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because for me, I, I don't buy clothes online. I just feel like I cannot feel it, I cannot mm-hmm. see it, and things like that. So that's why during the whole pandemic, it's just like mm, I just need to sew for myself <laughs> rather than you know, yeah, yeah, right. And and I just feel like I need to go out and see new things. It's just the thing, yeah. but because now yeah. it's open up, it's much better now. You know, at least mm-hmm. we can go and look at some of the uh, local brands. How are they doing? You know, look at mm-hmm. their products and things like that. I think now it's getting better, lah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, think things are definitely getting better, but slow. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a struggle for new brands. Like if, even for me, mm-hmm. I don't really buy online as well. But if I do buy, I will make sure that I buy from a brand that that at least is well known. Yeah. So that true. you know, you know, the credibility is there. Mm-hmm. So, true. So this is a, a really hard thing for for new brands to break through. Hmm. Yeah. But I think uh, there is merit also in doing it this way because if you don't start off, you, you may start off slowly, but if you do not have credibility from the get-go, if you're just like mm-hmm. she, let's say, stealing designs from <laughs> other designers, up-and-coming designers as well, which yeah. is so ill, you know, these yeah. student designers, stealing ideas from people and then suddenly coming up with all these product ranges for like $5 a top or something. That's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately that is a whole like Forever 21 story again. It's just yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, just yeah. going through the cycle, exploiting people over and over again. There's no sustaining that. There's, it's not going to be sustainable. So, 
even though the long, you know, it is very brave of you to start this during the pandemic as well. And then especially being in the Middle East right now, I know it is, mm. you know, we know that it's, it's definitely quite a struggle trying to adapt to a new place and then trying to break yes, into, yes. you know, a market that you are unfamiliar with at first. So, but again, it's all, it's a long game. You're playing the long game, you know, you're playing Ooh. the the sustainable game. You're not just playing yes. the yes. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, have a cigarette, goodbye game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> True. So yeah, I think that's that's one of the reasons why I go to these events as well, these trainings mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Like I bring my prototypes over and I'm like, yeah, try it out. You know, oh, do you want to beat somebody with it? Go ahead. With consent, with consent, you know, ask for consent first. Uh. <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot about testing things out, a lot about trying things out and then making mistakes along the way as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think don't be afraid of making mistakes. Mm, mm. yeah it's just uh it's a common thing for us definitely so we're going to wrap this up soon um Mm -hmm. any other tea either kakaks would like to spill during this segment is like you know give us a juicy story about what you've experienced or what you've um, come across before you know in the past or even now Anything you want to share? Mm, I think for me, it's just that, uh, that recently there's this uh, competition. Lah, you know. mm-hmm. I was, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. It's just that uh, <laughs> the competition oh. is just, uh, yeah, the competition is just like, a, it's a design competition. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're also looking at, oh, so and so designer looks good. Also, and so designer has a lot of followers. So I think you are good, you know? Not oh. your work speaks for yourself, but it's you as a designer, how you look, how you mm. present yourself, how's your followers. It's it's becoming more and more like uh you're asking too much from a designers. You know, like we as a designers, we are here to design for a particular uh, either person or market we are not here to be the first to dress well to have a lot of followers <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to you know to, to, to know how to of course we need to know how to talk like, and things like that to, to, yes. to, 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 to communicate but at the same time we don't need to have like a, you know our face shown and especially I just don't get it when, when you say that Oh, you are you are quite famous on Instagram, so you should be you know, uh, you should be a good designer. It's like what the hell all this follower has has to do with your credibility or or your yeah, your design right. sense? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you can show some tits and then you will get followers. So make you a good designer. See, yes, everybody has tits and it's easy to show some tits, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And also, I mean, like, come on, like, even like Martin Marjala, you know, he's so mm-hmm. famous for not wanting to show his face. He's like, oh, no, yes, 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 I ain't showing my face in an interview and then suddenly disappear, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Left, it's like, yeah, but he's so so famous and he's doing so well because his work is so good. And yeah. this was back in the days before social media and how did he build yeah, his yeah, following, yeah. right? Just like but, 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 but. all the other big designers. So, 
yeah, girl, that that's very. Uh, I learned a new term from this uh, Gen Zers. Uh, what's it? It's very uh, chuggy. It's so chuggy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What, what? yeah, it's a term that means like it's a little off-putting. Uh, oh. I could be wrong. Some Gen Z is going to like, you know, correct me because I'm an old fart and I'm probably let me, getting let me my try terms, to Google. Let me try to Google. Getting my terms how, 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 how do you how do you uh spell it? So chugi, C-H-E-U-G-Y. Chugi. So it means like oh, it you have. Yeah. Ah, yes, it's a slang or adjective mocking someone or something as uncool. Describing Ooh. someone who are who is out of date or trying too hard. Oh, damn. Yeah, damn. <laughs> so that's, that, that's the right word. That's the right word. Yeah. So but, but that... here's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the social media is is expecting too much of us. You know, like they they expect everyone to be influencer. And mm-hmm, it's this chuggy mm-hmm. thing, you know, like trying too hard. <laughs> but, but who on social media isn't trying too hard? Yes, that is isn't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what's wrong with people? I think people are really sick. <laughs> they are people who people expect like... people to to be like like. Oh my god, I'm I'm someone someone. I'm having a tea today. Let me show you what tea I'm having today. <laughs> you know, and, and, and post about their life all the time on social media. I think these people are very sick. Oh my god. Uh, but No, it best it's just like the, the things that the, the people are watching now. They just want to see like what all these people are doing, you know, and they get paid sometimes to do things like this. Yeah. Oh, Unboxing certain things. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, yeah. and also, you know, I'm not interested in watching what the Kardashians do. So, what makes you that interesting to watch? Yeah, is don't it, you feel you like know, even like the the Met Gala? So, back then we just look at design, but now mm-hmm. it's like you're looking at celebrity. Oh, who who's uh Kim K is wearing this all whole black uh, uh outfit to a Met Gala. So, oh, that's so cool. This is what was I said. Okay, but you know, it is about the concept. It's about the idea of the designers. Yes, them. it's about the right? expression, not just, yeah. you know, so-and-so is wearing what. And I'll be honest, yep. I'm so yep. like disappointed with this year's Met Gala. So, Me too. I don't know, yeah. like more than half the people who attended, I'll be honest, I'm like, who this? <laughs> Who this? <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Anyway, we have come to the end of our episode. Thank you so much, Kat M, Kat V, for joining us this week for this T in C2 episode. Thank oh, you. Oh, Kat C2, yes. Yes. Chugi. Chugi is the word. Chugi is yes. the, the. This is uh, the word of the day. The word of, of the, the day. day. Uh, I feel yes, a little bit chuggy. cringe, cringe uh, saying the word. I don't know why. Chuggy, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Thanks for joining us this week. Bye, Cox. Bye-bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye.